It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. My name is Vanessa Grace, your host. Well, there is so much going on in the world right now. I figured that we needed to go back to basics a little bit and talk about how the heck to handle all of it. Right now, some of you are in your homes with people who bring up the survival skill of codependency and are making it flourish more. Maybe you are home with someone who is abusive. Maybe you are home with a narcissist. Maybe you are home with someone who pushes all of your buttons um, and knows all the tricks to play to get you to do what they want. Maybe you are at home with um, an addict and they are using more heavily right now. Maybe people uh, that you live with aren't engaging in the recommendations of um, healthcare professionals and the government in your area. That is all possible. And maybe some of you live with perfectly wonderful people who are not part of the reason why you are codependent, but the world circumstances are making you feel uneasy and unsafe. And so it's revving up your codependent behaviors, even if you've been working on healing them or feel like they are recovered. So let's go through 10 different things that you can do to manage your revved up codependency during quarantine. So the first one is to forgive yourself for backsliding because now is a really stressful time. It's really common when people make mistakes in something that they've been working on um, to beat themselves up. And that is something that is not going to be helpful for you right now. If you can catch those thoughts of um, judgment or blame or even shame and replace them with something gentle and kind and loving like, okay, you're in a stressful time right now. You caught yourself early in doing this behavior or having this thought pattern. And so now you know how to change it in the future. Or you can reach out to a friend who will help you. Or you can go online and get resources. Um, or you can pick up something that you used to do. Um, and, and you can make a little self-soothing plan for yourself in your mind to replace the judgment with something that is positive. Um, Self-insults for mistakes under duress is not gonna help you improve. And so we wanna replace that with things that are gonna be positive and affirmative and not supporting the behavior, but understanding and having for compassion for why it came back or why it um, got bigger, you know, if it hasn't been totally done away with yet. So the first thing, forgive yourself for any backsliding that is happening. The second idea is to go back to the basics. If things are really stressing you out right now, 
Go back to the things that you first learned in the very beginning. Maybe you were in Al-Anon, maybe you were in a CODA group, um, maybe <clears throat> you are self-healing and have self-healed yourself with this using um, online resources, podcasts, books, audiobooks, all the things. And so go back to those. Go back to your online meetings because now I'm sure they're happening virtually rather than in person. In terms of my podcast, I, I scanned through it really quickly um, and I'm just going to say some of the podcast numbers that are specifically about codependency and what they are about so that if you feel like you need that um, topic, you can go back to that episode. So episodes one through four of my podcast are simply about the basics of codependency and how it shows up in relationships. Um, episode 10 is about codependency, but I forgot to jot down what it was about. Episode 17 is about how codependency relates to your finances, which could be a thing that's happening right now. If you're having friends and family who are losing their jobs, you may feel the pull to help out. Um, and so it would be good to listen to episode 17 so that you know if you're being codependent with your choices to help. Um, if, if you feel like uh, trauma, an old trauma is coming up right now, listening to episodes 20 through 22 could be helpful because I talk about the brain and the neurobiology of trauma and how it happens. Um, episode 25 is on um, having difficulty receiving kindnesses from others, receiving help, receiving gifts. And now is a time where we definitely need to be skilled at receiving because we may need help in areas that we normally would not. And it would be awful for us to um, come out of this in a worse situation than if we would have just been able to receive the help of another person. Episode 34 is on relationships and 38 is on enabling. Um, 47 is on it's okay to be selfish and engage in self-care. And episodes 50 and 54 are about boundaries and self-love. And of course, there's more episodes after that because at this point, there's like 64, 65 episodes. So go back to whatever your basics were, pull out the old worksheets, um, and you're gonna have your mind go, oh my gosh, that's right, that's what I was supposed to be do doing. Okay, so number three. Um, the next few are all gonna be about self-care because I feel that self-care and self-awareness um, is one of the pillars of healing codependency. So number three on my list of things to manage your revved up codependency during quarantine is to take some time at the end of your day to reflect. Maybe you just sit in quiet for five minutes. Maybe you actually jot some things down like a list or in journaling. And so just notice um, what you did for self-care that day. Notice what emotions came up and notice what items you felt like you needed to do, but that you actually could have given away to somebody else. Like you could have had somebody else take care of that thing today. Um, 
it's so common for codependents to want to take care of everything and to have control and to have it done their way, but there's probably a lot to do right now. And so it might be important to allow that um, to have somebody else take care of it. So reflecting at the end of your day and just noticing how you did with codependency, but really in any area you need to focus on. Number four, if you are a person who is able to work from home right now, ask yourself, what do you actually need to be effective at it? If you need a certain space set up in your home, work towards giving that to yourself. If you need to set up expectations with your partner or your children around when they're not allowed to interact with you so that you can get the work done, you need to give that to yourself. And maybe it requires a little pre-planning to make sure that the children are entertained and occupied, um, to make sure that they feel like they're seen and heard by you during other hours so you give them quality time uh, during another portion of the day. You know what you need to be able to do your work effectively from home. And so allow yourself to ask for that. Five, number five on things to manage your revved up codependency is safety planning. Um, at the beginning, I listed a few different scenarios that people might be in where they might they might be unsafe right now. If you're one of the people that is in an unsafe situation, even though a lot of us are under quarantine or some sort of social distancing, self-isolation orders, it is okay to extract yourself from that situation. If you don't know what to do, I would be happy to make a safety plan with you. My training is actually in social work. I've worked a lot um, in areas related to domestic violence, not directly in a social service agency that worked with people directly who were experiencing domestic violence, but I've got a lot of experience in it uh, kind of in other ways. And I've got a lot of experience making safety plans for people who are suicidal. And so my experience in helping you find out how to be safe um, from another or from in your own mind are, it's, it's good, I'm good at it. And so feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, which is at Soul Amplified, or email me, Vanessa, at soulamplified.org. I am working from home all the time now, and so I am easily accessible unless I'm in an online therapy or coaching session. And so it's way easier to get a hold of me now than at other times. So please make your own safety plan with someone in your world or contact me if you need one. Okay, um, number six um, is to create a space for yourself. Create a space for yourself in your home or in your calendar. And what I mean by that is you may need a place to go where people are gonna leave you alone. It might be as simple as shoving all of your clothes over in your closet and throwing a cushion on the floor with a blanket. And that for five minutes a day, you can sit on the floor in whatever closet you can find and close the doors and have it be quiet 
and have it not be sensory overload if that's the situation in your house. Um, or creating a quiet space for yourself could mean that you carve out 10 minutes or a half hour, whatever amount of time you want in your day and you um, maybe you set it at a specific time or maybe you say, okay, after lunch is done, I'm going to go take my time. And maybe that's at 1 or 11.30 or 2, depending on the day. But everyone knows that after lunch, you have a half hour to yourself. So it's just part of the routine. Giving yourself that space to reflect allows you, um, and you don't even have to reflect. You could just sit and stare at the wall and do this. Because maybe that's what the morning was like for you. Um, but having that time to reflect allows your mind to just kind of process the first half of the day. And it allows it to um, put it to rest in the places that it needs to be in your mind. This is actually a neurobiological thing that happens. I've gone to a training where, it, and it was a multi-day training, every day after lunch she would have everybody go take a nap. And this training was in her house and she had lots of guest bedrooms. And so she would say, these are all the places and all the couches where everyone could nap. And then there was a nap period and it really did help us be able to take in more information in the afternoon because while we were sleeping or resting and not on our phones, our brains were processing the information that had happened and it put it all in its little filing cabinets in our minds so that we could continue on with the day. And so when you are creating a space for yourself, um, either on your calendar or a physical spot in your home, know that you are during that time filing away things from the morning and creating space to manage the rest of your afternoon. If you can be in that time um, without being on your phone, that's going to be helpful because rather than allowing yourself to relax, you're going to be um, swallowing up whatever is in your phone. If you happen to open your phone to like make a note or to be journaling, I think that's fine. Um, but I think this quiet time and space for yourself should really be about going inward and reflecting. And I know I just talked a lot about the importance of it being in the middle of the day, but really, you pick the time of day that works for you. Okay, now I'm going to move into some areas that are about boundaries, because I believe the other pillar of healing your codependency is having boundaries. So number seven, which I sort of reflected on earlier, is that you don't have to do everything right now. There is a lot to manage. There's wiping down surfaces. There's finding cleaning and paper products and solutions that are flying off the shelves. There's doing grocery store runs and finding the things that you need. There's extra meal prep because everyone's home more. There's making sure that you're managing the children 24-7 and also doing their homeschooling if you guys are choosing to continue their schooling during this time. Maybe there is researching um, your government's assistance that is being offered to people that are being affected by this financially because maybe that's you. And so there's a lot of things to be done in this time that are a change, but you don't have to do all of them. You can delegate them. 
Um, there's food delivery options. You don't have to make dinner every night. You can order in. That's still happening. You can make your food and grocery order online and then, you know, have it delivered to you. I know about Safeway will deliver it to you and you can go to Walmart and they will have it all there um, so that you can just get curbside delivery and they'll just bring it to your car and put it in your car. And then that saves you um, being in the environment um, and making yourself even more quarantined. And it saves you all of the time from having to be in the store and be away from home. Um, utilize any other resources that you can think of to delegate things. And when you're feeling overwhelmed, notice what's on your list that only you can do and notice what's on your list that other people can do. And there is a difference between, well, if I give it to them, they won't do it right. And noticing that, well, I can give it to them and it will be done, but I need to give up control of how it is done. That is one of the reasons, that distinction is one of the reasons why people who are codependent end up with such long to-do lists because they don't expect anybody else can do it as well as they can or do it the right way. And right now might be the time to give up it, it being done the right way because maybe it just needs to be done. And so maybe you decide, okay, I'm the person wiping down surfaces in my home because that is the thing that does need to be done a certain way because spots need to not be missed that if I let my 10 year old take care of um, that spot's going to be missed but I'm trying to get everything so maybe you're wiping down the services but you're giving another um, duty to somebody else. This may mean that there's con conflicting um, conversations that are happening with you and your partner because they don't want to have to pick up in certain areas um, and and that just might be a thing that happens um, and I, I support you as you attempt to manage conflict with a person that you have a hard time getting away from because we're all together all the time and that is the reason why you need to create a space for yourself in your home so that if you need a place to rest and be away from everyone you have it so you don't have to do everything is number seven number eight Right now, your partner may be demanding certain things um, and they want them to go a certain way. Actually, okay, so I titled this one Partner Demanded Hoarding. And so there are lots of people who are very focused on specific supplies um, and having um, enough of that. And enough of that is a subjective number that they um, only know internally that this amount of this is going to feel good to me right now. And maybe that amount doesn't feel um, logical or accurate to you or it feels like it's in excess. So if your partner is expecting a certain level of an item to be in the home and there's a lot of runaround and drama involved in getting that amount of something, you don't have to be the one to do it. This is a situation where you feel like you have enough of it in the home, but they don't. This is something that isn't a priority in your life, but it is something that is a priority in their life. And so then it would make sense that it's a priority for them. They should be the person who is taking care of researching where to get that item and 
how much they want to have and they're the one that's going and getting that item once they figure out where they can get it. Because um, if they have this expectation of something and now they're putting it on you, they're not being responsible for taking care of their own needs. And so just notice if you're kind of indifferent about how much of this item you have and they're all revved up about it, notice how you're being codependent in that moment. Okay, number nine on the list of things to do to manage your revved up codependency, um, and it's another boundary, is turn off the news and the media. And that might sound like an insane thing to say right now, because how else are we going to know what is going on? Well, if, the, if you're consuming it all of the time, it's going to create a sense of fear and foreboding in you. And then you're never going to be able to get the benefits of this situation, which are time to relax, time to contemplate, time to get caught up on other things. Because you'll constantly be um, triggering yourself and activating old fears and playing worst case scenario in your mind. And so you'll always be in that like old trauma loop trying to calm yourself down all of the time. And having that stuff on all the time is not healthy for your children if you have children because it puts them in the same state. And now all of your nervous systems are amped up when they could be calm. There are ways to know what's happening without having a funnel of it directly into your head. You can go to websites that you trust to have accurate and up-to-date information once a day or once every other day. You go there, you get the information, you leave. Boom, you've been updated on, on the pieces of this that you care about, and then you can process it, and then you can go back to attempting to feel calm and manage the life that is in front of you right now. Because you only have control over, you know, how much stuff you're touching in the world with your hands and with your life. And so if you make that smaller, you're gonna help everything, not spread around, right? But also you, you are only in charge of those things. And so those are the things that you should be focusing on. And this might be strange for people to narrow how much they're focusing on, but then it also allows us to go deep into those areas and allows us to get the benefits of the quiet time healing that can happen right now, which is actually quite amazing. So turn off the news and stop scrolling the media all of the time because what it's doing is it's stressing out your nervous system. Take this time to give yourself a break. The earth is healing because so many things are shut down and that is something that we can do as well with this time. Okay, number 10, do something fun. There's nothing like having a good time and a good laugh in the midst of some challenges to throw off the stress. Unhook the, the pressure from yourself and just kind of let your hair down and let it go. That's going to help you see the joy and the light in life and you'll be able to feel centered 
and come back to the problems that you do have with a different perspective. And it's going to allow you to solve those um, actual real life problems with um, a deeper understanding of yourself and the things that are important to you. You'll end up making connections that you hadn't made before. When we go be carefree and creative, it like resets our brain and it puts our problem solving caps on in a different way where we're allowed to be more flowy and creative. And when we're flowy and creative, that's when new and exciting solutions and perspectives can come to us. Everybody, I want you to be doing the best that you can right now. And if that involves a little bit of backsliding, um, this is a pretty intense situation, so that makes sense. Definitely reach out to me if you need any help. Again, uh, Vanessa at soulamplified.org or on Instagram at soulamplified. I'll probably get back to you pretty quickly. Everybody, go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.